0: Every Sunday for 2,000 years, ministers of the gospel have been repeating this phrase. All over the world, Christ's people gather to eat the bread and drink from the cup, and they hear these words from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's consider each phrase of this highly significant sentence. On the night that Jesus was betrayed. That's the context for everything that follows. And it tells us that when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we are not commemorating the Last Supper. We are not commemorating the meal that Jesus had. We're having a meal, but we're not commemorating His meal. We are commemorating His death. When we eat, we do this in remembrance of The Christ who was betrayed on the night that he was betrayed. This is what it's all about. It was about his death. So the Lord's Supper that we eat commemorates the cross. It doesn't commemorate the last supper. But we should also realize that the Lord's Supper is a supper. It's a meal. And this is how salvation is portrayed throughout the Bible. God's people are not promised a heavenly buffet where you just kind of take some finger food and then take it poolside and there you by yourself top up your tan and that sort of thing. We are called to a feast. We are called around the table. We're called to this wedding feast with Christ as the host. We are brought into the heart of the family to sit at table and dine with our Lord. There could be no greater sign of our fellowship with God than the fact that we are invited to eat with him. So, on the, night bef- on, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. That's the next phrase. As we'll see tomorrow, Jesus says of this bread, this is my body. Here is how the feast comes about. Before Jesus is the host, he becomes the main course. In history, the Son of God did indeed take a body. He took our flesh, entering our humanity and making it His own. Jesus took bread. And then the next phrase is, He gave thanks. After Jesus takes bread, He gives thanks. And this is what happened historically as well. When Jesus took our flesh, He then lived the perfect life of gratitude before the Father in heaven. Jesus comes into our situation and lives the blessed life in our place, the life of thanksgiving that we all fail to live. But after giving thanks, what happens next? He gave thanks, and then he broke it. The violence of this act is shocking, really. This bread that Jesus just says, this is my body, and then he... Tears it apart in front of His disciples. And here we see the, the cross dramatized. The one who took our flesh and lived the blessed life before God, He is now cursed by God on the cross. Torn apart, punished for our disobedience. The blessed one is broken, but He's broken for us. That's where it is all headed. Having broken His body, He then gives it to His disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is what the whole purpose this is the whole purpose of Christ's taking flesh of living the blessed life and dying the cursed uh, the, the cursed death in our place the whole point of it is that he might give himself to us that we might take and eat Jesus wants to feed us with his very self here is the self-giving love of Christ to be torn apart to bring life to the world all this is communicated in the simple act of communion On the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to you and me. So then, as it says in the Book of Common Prayer, take and eat in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your heart by faith with thanksgiving.